So I wanna to talk today about why making money is such a dumb concept and what you can do to break out of financial patterns and financial struggles that most people get themselves into, which keep them trapped for life, wanting more and more money, yet struggling to make enough. Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Welcome back, Driven Mofos. This episode is gonna be a little bit controversial. It's gonna challenge a few people out there, but I really hope if you're wanting to get ahead financially, then this episode, if you just listen to it and really think about what I say, I really think that will help you break a lot of the patterns that people have been convinced in society work that don't really work. So let's talk about it. But before I do, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle optimization. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people will waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. All right, so let's talk about wealth creation, financial optimization, Let's talk about it. Now, wealth creation essentially relies upon human behavior, right? Money is the exchange of value. But let's talk about where so many people get trapped. And this comes off of a post that I wrote and it's called Making Money is Dumb. And I'm gonna read you the post. So this is on my Facebook page. So if you're not following me on Facebook, please go to Michael Mojo double zero on Facebook. You'll find my Facebook page there. Make sure you hit that like button or the follow button because I do post a fair bit of content up there. So anyway, let me read this post. It says, making money is dumb. No one ever makes money apart from the Federal Reserve and governments. So the government and the Federal Reserve are really the only ones who can make money. If you make money, you go to jail. So I can't just sit here and make money. If I print money off, I go to jail. Now, I know that most of you are sitting there thinking, well, that's obvious, like no shit, Sherlock. But here's the thing. Most people say, I need to make more money. I need to make more money. I need to make more money. The thing is you can't make more money. So by saying that, you're reinforcing a pattern that keeps you stuck financially because you can't make more money. It's like me saying, I want the sun to come out today. I want the sun to come out today. I want the sun to come out. I can say that as much as I want. It doesn't mean that the sun's gonna shine brighter today or less brighter or whatever. Like it doesn't make any difference. The sun's gonna shine and the clouds are gonna cover it or whatever you wanna call it. It makes no difference whatsoever. So thinking about making money makes no difference to your financial future or your financial success. So let me read the rest of this post. Most people think they can make money. If you try to make money, you'll quickly find yourself in jail. You can only borrow money, exchange money, loan money with interest, so you can loan money to other people and charge interest, or you can be gifted money. Most people treat money like a sacred item unconsciously when it's a simple tool that most people overcomplicate and then wonder why they struggle to get ahead. What I'm really saying there is that if you start to understand that you can only really trade money, that's all that it is. So you can trade your time, you can trade some of your knowledge, you can trade experience, you could trade you know, with somebody else for something else, you could invest in someone else's opportunity or whatever it is. When you understand that money is just essentially like water, it's just a resource that flows from one thing to another. What most people do is they get their money and they stick it in the bank, which stagnates the shit out of it. And then they wonder why they struggle to get ahead. So this is what most people do. The other dumb thing that people do is they get their money and then they go and waste it. So essentially they're giving away their water and then they wonder why they're dehydrated and dying. Now that's a metaphor. That's their bank account. It's dehydrated. It's dead. They can't afford anything. And now they're stuck. But if you see that money is essentially a form of exchange, then you've got to ask yourself, what can I exchange for more money? 
So for me, one of the things that I'm highly skilled at, I guess you could say, is my coaching skills. That's what I get paid a lot of money for. And I guess I'm probably one of the highest paid coaches in this country, one-on-one if you want to work with me. So it's normally about $1,320 an hour. Some of my packages go up to $120,000 to $150,000. And I've even negotiated a deal with it's worth over a million dollars to be a shareholder in a company of someone that was growing it and then hired me to coach them. In that, I look at what skill sets I have and I go, well, I've done a lot of study. I've spent probably over a million dollars on studying and traveling all around the world. How can I add value to other people's lives? And I go, well, if I can add value to other people's lives, then I need to ask for some value back in return. And so I can save them time. I can share and compress the knowledge that I've gained. So instead of going and them having to spend a million dollars on study, there's something that I could do or give them that would compress those timeframes and they would be able to implement at a cheaper price point which then I would get value in return. So I can add value to others and get value back in return. That's the law of fair and equitable value exchange. So that's another way. Now I could go out and do manual labor. If I did manual labor, then I'd essentially be paid for my time and my physical exertion. And so I could get paid that way. Some people out there get paid for just their knowledge alone. So if you're a university professor, you can go out there and learn a lot in your skill and you can get paid for your knowledge and you can share that with others and you get paid. So when you realize that money is just an exchange of value, then you need to ask better questions about where your value is and how you can deliver that to other people and market it and sell it in a way that other people give you some value back in return. Money is just a form of exchange, that's it. So when someone comes to me and says, I wanna grow my business faster, but I keep having all these bottlenecks, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I'm stuck, what do I do? I go, excellent, you exchange some money with me. I can shorten that time frame. And let's say you invest $50,000 with me. Let's say I could probably 10X that and you could make 500 grand extra. Now for some people, it's millions of dollars. Like some people will invest $20,000 with me and do some of my programs. And then over time, let's say it's a 12 month or a 24 month period, they might make an extra two to $3 million because I've shortened the time frame. they have the ability to think different. So we're talking now that that value exchange makes sense. I get paid, I then get that money. I go and reinvest it in the things that I build my skills on. So I go and reinvest it back in knowledge. I go and reinvest it back into connections that I create. I invest it back into running our events and our seminars and creating products and programs. And even this podcast, you know, I invest in that. I put a lot of time and I put money and all that sort of stuff, marketing into it. And so because of that, it creates this consistent movement of money in my life. Whereas what most people do is they get a little bit of money and they'll hold onto it. And then when they hold onto it tightly, it stagnates. And so over time, especially if you put in the bank account, let's just say you put a million dollars in the bank with inflation, let's say inflation is 7% and you're earning 3%, you're actually going backwards, you're not going forwards. So stagnated money loses its value over time, and most people don't even realize this. So by having money just sitting there stagnant, you go broke. One thing my grandmother told me when I was really, really young, so my grandmother lives off of the share market still. My grandparents started off extremely poor back after the depression. And so my grandfather, he started working a really low paid job, but he always put money into shares. And so eventually they retired. I mean, they still live like poor people, but you know, at the same time, they've got a lot of money because they use that money. My grandmother still travels around the country and around the world and goes on holidays and stuff like that. My grandfather's passed away, unfortunately. But in saying that, she still invests in the share market. So she's using her money as leverage to invest in something else that someone else creates value. So my grandmother told me when I was younger, don't put money into the bank, buy the bank. And what she meant was don't put money in the bank and just leave it sitting there. Go and invest it in the bank so that then the bank pays you money because essentially they're creating value in society by having a bank. Now, different people would agree whether banks create value or not value, but if you've got a home, you've probably got a home loan and so the bank lends you money and so you can go out and buy a house and whatever, or cars and whatever you've got, right? So the bank in some way, shape or form contribute to society.
when you invest in that, it keeps that money flowing. And then the bank use that money in order to create more money and they have money babies. And so now you're creating more and more money over time. And that's how it compounds. So if you think about it that way, it makes money a lot easier to understand. Now, if you're a business owner and you're just sitting around and you think if I can just keep sitting on money, 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 and it's not moving, then don't be surprised if over time inflation captures it and things stagnate. Now, the other thing that happens is that people get it and they get rid of it. Now, most people get rid of their money. So when someone says, I live week to week, they're normally living week to week because they have mindset pattern problems. And very few people will ever talk about this or teach you it. If you get rid of money, it's normally because you have lower self-worth and you'll spend money trying to buy back your self-worth. So people go out and they buy fancy cars, fancy clothes. They'll go and invest it in new sign writing for their van or they'll go and buy a bigger business premise or they'll rent a bigger business premise. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to create the perception of something that they're missing within themselves. Now, that's not saying that you can't buy cars or nice clothes and all that stuff. If it's causing you to struggle and live week to week, you probably have a self-worth issue. You probably have a self-belief issue, a self-confidence issue. And until you deal with those things, most people never get ahead. Now, I've worked with business owners who have had those patterns for like 20 to 30 years and they keep convincing themselves. I'll fix it myself, I'll fix it myself, I'll fix it myself, and they never do. And then eventually 20 to 30 years later, they go, you know what, now I'm sick of this shit, I need a change. Your financial bank account has a direct correlation to your mindset. If you don't value yourself and you don't understand your values, which I go into in depth at my Thrive Time event, then you're probably going to limit your capacity or your earning potential, your ability to earn enough money to get ahead and stay ahead. So you have to keep money moving. The other thing that you can do is you can borrow money. So if you borrow money and you put it into something that creates more value, then you're creating more value. So you're essentially saying, can I borrow some of your workers in order to go and put them to work for myself? And that's how money works. So you can use it as leverage. Money is like little people that can do work for you. So if you can invest it in the right way, those little people are working for you and you get more and more little people over time in order to keep doing work. If you think about it that way, you can borrow money, invest it into your business, that business then is able to do more work and get on more clients and so on, providing you can do it intelligently, effectively, and efficiently. If you fuck up in one of those areas, then you might blow your cash and now you've just got a loan that you've got to pay off and now you're stuck. And a lot of business owners get in that position because when they start making good money, they'll go out and buy a brand new car, buy a better computer, buy better premises. They go and buy new work uniforms for everybody and then they go, shit, we're in debt, we're stuck. You know, the economy shifts or changes for a couple of months and now they're stuck. This is what happened in COVID. Plenty of people went out and borrowed a heap of money in order to grow their business, but then COVID snagged them really, really quickly. Now that's a different type of an event that doesn't normally happen, but these things can happen readily in business. Okay, really, really readily. You know, interest rates go up, it spooks people, they stop buying coffees and they stop buying coffees for a couple of weeks or even a month or two until everything settles again and then they go out and they buy coffees again. People spook really, really easy in our society. So this is why the media and the governments control you know, the narrative of how people do things because they spook really easy. If you don't have consistent capital in your business and cash flow and things like that and money coming in that's used effectively, then that can snag you as well. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have savings. I really am a big believer in savings, but put those savings to work, which is why I invest in normally things that are cash flow positive and can create more money babies and then I can withdraw that money. Then it's normally liquid. So especially if it's in something like the share market and you're buying shares in an intelligent way. If you need to, you can pull that capital out really, really quickly. So I could sell my shares in fucking 10 minutes and get my cash get my cash out. Now, providing you're buying them at the right time and providing you're not buying anything stupid and you're not trying to get rich quick, you can pull that capital out relatively quick. And there's always dips in the market that you can buy into or you just dollar cost average, which means that you essentially buy shares every week. So say it's a thousand bucks every week, you just put a thousand bucks into the share market every week 
could be the S&P 500, which is the 500 top companies. And you just put that money in and should you choose to pull it out, you pull it out. I guess in a way, this is what superannuation funds do in Australia or retirement funds do. They just put money into the market and over time it grows, supposedly. That's providing it's being managed effectively and most of them aren't. But anyway, that's a different story. So you can borrow money, but remember every time you borrow money, it's either an asset or a liability. So an asset puts more money back into your pocket. A liability takes money out of your pocket. So when most people borrow money and go buy a house, it normally takes money out of their pocket every week. And then they have shit that breaks every, what, 10, 15 years. I've got to update the kitchen, the bathrooms, all of that stuff. It costs money. So most people who own a home never really get ahead financially because they don't realize that most people's homes are a liability, not an asset. Now it's an asset when you sell it, but when you sell it, if it's increased in price or whatever, then normally you've got to go out and buy at the market rate that everything else is as well. So very rarely do people get ahead just owning a home. Every now and again, that's a different story. There's always exceptions to the rules, but most people's homes are a liability, not an investment. Then people go out and buy cars. They blow their cash on going out on weekends, holidays, clothes, all that sort of shit. They're all liabilities. Unless you're using those things to generate an income. If you're buying clothes because it allows you to network more effectively with groups of people that you're trying to get in with, and you can sell them products and services and help them, then that's a different story. My car that I bought I ended up making a couple hundred thousand dollars in the first year that I owned that car. And each car I've made, you know, my Audi R8, I've actually made more money from owning that car than not having owned that car. Cause I got invited to supercar drive days. I was able to, you know, connect with a whole bunch of people who ended up paying me money in order to either coach them or develop them or they sent their teams along or that hired me for training days and all that sort of stuff. I also was able to use it for social media and all this sort of stuff. You know, it was able to help me to grow financially. Even now I use my supercar. I have what's called supercar and strategy sessions. So business owners will pay me and it's normally around about $20,000 We'll go away for two days. I do a full input strategy session with them where we take away and it's a five star two days where we you know, drink nice wine, we have good food, and we do a full strategy session mapping out the next 12 to 24 months in their business, figuring out all the problems, everything that could go wrong, could go right, and we plan everything out in their business. Now, there are a lot of business owners out there who make good revenue, like they might be making a couple of million dollars a year, and so spending $20,000 isn't a lot of money, especially when you consider that, let's say you've got a staff member, that staff member is worth $100,000 a year, that staff member doesn't do a good job for the first six months, they've already wasted $50,000. Now, if I'm giving them two days where I'm inputting all this knowledge into their business and creating a good strategy that they can execute effectively, that money should come back tenfold. But I take them out, I go pick them up, I take them out in the supercar, some people fly from interstate to come and do these sessions. I'll take them out, we go to the Barossa Valley up in the wine region, or we go to McLaren Vale and we stay up there for the night, but we just spend the whole time mapping it out. The car, the environment, everything like that inspires them so it opens up their mind, they can think better, they can think bigger. And so because of this, it's a no brainer for some business owners out there who really wanna get ahead, but who are also inspired to live that lifestyle. So my car's made me more money, that's a investment, not a liability. Whereas most people say cars are always a liability, they're not, it depends on how you use them. If you've got a work van and it makes you money, then that's an investment. So you've gotta be smart about how you think about your investments and liabilities. Now you can exchange money, so you can exchange money for a good or a service, and people can exchange money as a good or a service for you, so it's an exchange of value. The other thing that you can do is you can loan money with interest. If someone wants to borrow money off you or you invest in someone else's business, you can do that with interest so you can make more money from that. So that's another way. And then the third one is that you can be gifted money or you can gift other people money. Unfortunately though, there's no law of reciprocity there and value exchange in most cases. So you just gotta be careful with that one because normally if you just give people money, they'll blow it because they haven't had to have the import to make it valuable or to add value. So they'll tend to blow it. And this is what happens with people who win lotto and so on. So just say that again, you can only borrow money, exchange money, loan money, and gift money. 
So next time, instead of thinking, I need to make more money, don't say those words. Say, I need to add more value. I need to create more value. I need to either borrow money. I need to exchange money. I need to loan money. Or I need to get someone to just give me money for free for whatever reason. I don't know why. But anyway, what it will do is it'll help open up your mind to really think about money differently and how you can create it better. Or I shouldn't say make it better, but how you can get it more of it instead of just thinking, I need to make more money, make more money, make more money, which will stress you out because you can't make more money. Anyway, I hope that helps driven mofos. If you haven't jumped across to our Facebook page, remember the no BS Business Hacks group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, type in the search bar, no BS Business Hacks. In there, I add a whole bunch of free resources, templates, tools. I put up daily posts most days where it'll keep you inspired and keep you pushing forward in your business as well. So please make sure you jump across there. Also, if you haven't rated and reviewed this podcast, please do so. It definitely helps us to get out to more people, especially those out there who are super driven and want to achieve more. Anyway, take care, driven mofos. Have a great day. Keep kicking massive goals. And I look forward to you joining me once again on The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Anyway, take care and I'll see you tomorrow.